Hey, dealmakers, welcome to the show where it's all about financial freedom with real estate. Let's do this. You're listening to the Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing podcast, hosted by Garrett Lynch and Michael Blanc, where we talk all about how you can achieve financial independence through apartment building investing. Whether you're just starting out or you want to scale your syndication business, this is the show for you. This is the show for you. I've got a cool show for you today here. If you want to learn how to get fixed rate debt without prepayment penalties, which is hard to do right now, if you want to learn exactly where interest rates are going this year and the outlook for lending, and you want to learn more about how to approach a lender to get a loan approved, this is the episode for you. We have an awesome guest here that's going to show us about the wonderful world of credit unions, which you may not be familiar with, but we at Nighthawk started using them and have been very pleasantly surprised. So we're going to get into that. I want to make a shout out here to Dealmaker Live. Tickets are on sale at dealmakerliveevent.com. It's going to be in Dallas, June 2nd through 4th. We have Damon John keynoting. You're going to learn a lot about how to raise capital, how to scale, how to ensure deal flow, how to do your first deal. You're going, to, you're going to be able to network, find your new partner there, raise capital and get access to deals. That's going to be at DealMaker Live in Dallas. So DealMakerLiveEvent.com is a way to grab your tickets. And then we got a shout out for a review on Amazon, which is kind of cool. Brian J left us a, a review on Amazon. This is the yellow book, Financial Freedom with Real Estate Investing. He says, the book is well-written and laid out. Michael's approach is user-friendly, manageable and motivating. This book is an honest look at getting started multifamily real estate and what can do to change your life. Yeah, thanks so much, Brian, for that. If you haven't read your book yet, then uh, check it out. Uh, also, if you want to get into the business yourself, do your first deal, become financially free, control your time, and you value mentorship, then check out our mentoring program. It's at themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor. And the reason you would do that is if you want to accelerate your goals, scale faster, avoid some of the bigger mistakes, and have someone, a full-time syndicator, look over your shoulder, then check us out. We're going to make sure that you do your first deal in the first 12 months. In fact, we guarantee it. So check us out, themichaelblank.com forward slash mentor, schedule a call and see if that's right for you. With that, let's bring in our co-host, Garrett Lynch. Garrett, what's going on? What's going on, Michael? Hey, so we got a, you know, we got some things going on with regards to rising interest rates, and we're kind of scratching ahead. We talked in a previous episode about rising interest rate is inducing buyers to sell. They want to get out now and it's uh, sellers to sell and then buyers to buy to try to get in. So we're seeing a lot of volume and that, which is great for buying if you want to buy, which we do. We talked also previously about an inflationary environment that is, is increasing rents and values and therefore staying ahead of the rising interest rates. But nevertheless, we do want to incorporate rising interest rates and rising rates into our underwriting. We talked about that today. Today, we're going to talk about lending, though, and specifically rising interest rates. And we're introducing a new kind of lender, which is a credit union, which is super interesting. And typically, we have non-recourse debts. We say, get non-recourse. It's something you don't have to personally guarantee. And so we want to look for that. But we also have uh, fixed interest rates, which of course logically makes sense, except for fixed interest rates almost always come with very high prepayment penalties, which make it almost impossible to refinance or sell when you want to outside your business plan. So that's not bueno. Now with variable rates, interest rates, you avoid the prepayment penalties, but you now have some interest rate risk as well. Uh, so talk about some of those variables because they're going to come and play in the show here as we talk to Mark about that. So I want to I want people to understand kind of those three and what they mean. Yeah. So if you're you're going into a deal and 
it typically it's an agency loan with uh, which is either like Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. And that's where your non-recourse fixed rates are going to exist. Now they also have variable rate products, but they're mostly known for their fixed rate products. And you get into one of those loans and they're attractive, lower interest rate loans uh, that you can get into. But then when you, if you try to exit anytime sooner than the loan expiration date, which they can go anywhere from five to 12 years, you're going to pay a big penalty on the back end typically. And so the benefit is, yeah, your interest rate stays in one spot, but the bank's got to get paid either way. So what they're going to do is hit you with a you know tax, depending on how big the loan is. You know We've paid as much as a million and a half dollars sometimes on, on an exit. And so you have to kind of weigh out, hey, is it better if I do this fixed rate and then have eat a huge yield maintenance penalty on the back end? Or do I go with a different product, which could be like a bridge debt product or a, Freddie has a product that's a floating rate, which is what we did during COVID. That floating rate allows me to not, I have no pre-penalty or very little fees in the back end, but I'm at the interest, I have the interest rate risk of it going up. Now to hedge against that, what we've always done is we bought uh, an insurance cap, but now those in the marketplace are really expensive uh, because they don't want it, their insurance. They don't want to pay out on interest rates going up. Right. So we're in kind of this interesting place right now. So the way we're we're overcoming it, obviously, is we're just underwriting for what we think the future is, which is higher interest rates, higher inflation. Now, if you want to avoid all of it, you can take on what's called recourse, which means that if you screw the deal up, they're going to come after all your assets at one time until they get paid back. And, and so there is that risk, of course, if you don't know what you're doing or you, you have, there might be a, that inherent risk of you not being able to make the mortgage payments. The benefit though, of you going recourse is that you can get both a fixed rate and you don't have a prepayment penalty. And so the, our guest today actually facilitates that kind of loan. And it can be really helpful if you're just getting started or you're doing a smaller deal or that's all you want to do is are these recourse loans because they are very attractive loans. So we want to, we want to avoid a recourse because obviously there's some risk. Though honestly, the risk is actually relatively low, right? It's just like seventy five percent loan of value to the the least you know the least risky asset class on the planet. But how does that influence the net worth or anything like that? How does it does it ding you on a net worth? And is there another disadvantage of yeah. having recourse loans? Yeah. So the the big the big big aspect of this is that if you're a KP, which means you're signing on on non-recourse loans, what they'll do is they'll take the loan amount, less the down payment, and they'll take that and they'll they'll put it against your net worth. So if your net worth is 10 million and you get a loan that's 3 million, they'll subtract down payment, say it was a million, they'll take a negative 2 million against your 10 million net worth for that loan. And now your net worth is only 8 million. So you can't do a lot of them. We have one that we did just because it, you know, it didn't really matter either way and it was the right loan to do. But other than that, we probably won't do any more of them just because it's not worth it in the long run for us. I wonder if you can negotiate some of these, uh, the terms on the non-recourse side is something that we should maybe maybe try. Because right now, with especially when COVID hit and, and times like this, the right debt is key, right? If you can get competitive debt better than the next buyer, okay? It's going to make a material difference, right? If you could lock in a low interest rate uh, without any prepayment penalties, if you can do that, 
you can pay more than the next guy, right? And so we saw that during COVID when, you know, when the floating rate stuff we came in, we took advantage of that because bridge lending was essentially dead for like nine months. It made us more competitive. Therefore, paying attention to lending is so important, which is why the show with Mark Ritter is so important because it it highlights the fact that you got to pay attention to these things, especially when things are changing like that. So Mark Ritter, he's especially an expert in credit unions and business lending, and he helps real estate investors get into financing they need for businesses of all kinds of different asset classes, primarily commercial real estate. He's a CEO of MBFS, and it's a business lending credit union service organization. It's basically a conglomerate of several dozen credit unions. And he basically is almost like a broker uh, to those credit unions. So we've had a very interesting conversation around uh, the credit with lending with those kind of agencies, as well as the uh, market outlook. So let's get right into the interview with Mark Ritter. Here we go. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show today. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to the conversation. Hey, give us a little background on how you got started in finance and working with credit unions. Sure. When, back in my days out of college, I started working for a low a community bank. And what I quickly found out is I was the worst teller they had and lousy with the operations, but I was really good at sales and numbers and financials. So they said, you seem like a lender to me. <laughs> <laughs> So I started to cut my teeth in commercial lending and asset-based lending and real estate lending. And then I was working for where we consulted with banks all over the country on different commercial financing. Then after 9-11, virtually the company I was working for just about collapsed overnight. And I said, you know what? I really like community banking, community lending, and started to look around. And it was about that time, there was this new thing that the law was passed where credit unions could start to do commercial lending. And at the time, the only thing that I knew about credit unions was that my father used to always say, I love my credit union at the factory and I can, they're reliable to get loans. So, so I took a leap of faith and started up at a credit union 20 years ago when the industry was virtually at zero. And it's been a crazy ride ever since. And today, credit unions are the best unkept secret for accessing money for real estate investors. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. And uh, we just very recently started working with uh, credit unions and it was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, it's been really, really cool. And so it's, and I, I think it is maybe a, a, one of the best kept secrets maybe, but why should someone consider a credit union versus maybe a traditional loan broker? Sure. And I'm not immune to the fact that my money spends the same as every other money. My dollar is the same as every other dollar. And, you know, if you think about it, nobody's out on the streets protesting against their local credit unions. Uh, they generally have a nice relationship with them and a favorable opinion. But I would bet 90% of the people don't really know what a credit union is underneath. And what a credit union is, is it's, it's a, it's a not-for-profit financial cooperative. It doesn't have stockholders. It has a board that's elected by the membership. But the money and the whole function is really run 
for the membership, for the benefit of the local community and the members. We, we have tellers, we have drive-throughs, we have ATMs, and we have all of those other pieces. But it's really that philosophy. And I, I like to say, if I went to a bank, I'd probably get fired in the first week because I tend to be more relaxed and easygoing and conversational, where, where I like to come up with a nice win-win solution. And that's really kind of that credit union philosophy of people helping people. 25 years ago, 30 years ago, every town had First National Bank of whatever town you were in with the big bank on the corner, and everybody knew their local banker. Well, well, unfortunately, those days are gone. And credit unions are really that replacement of today's community bank where you can access your lender, you can go in and have that conversation and access the decision makers. Yeah, I I actually love, Mark, that I've worked with credit unions before. And in fact, we have a really amazing credit union out of Alabama that that we're working with right now. And I think it's something people don't think about or utilize enough. And maybe it's because they don't consider it as a way to get funding for their deals, or maybe they, they just don't know about it. I'm not really sure. Maybe sometimes you see with the credit unions out there that you know they don't have access or and this is the same with with smaller banks as well. The technology maybe isn't up to speed at the same level like a like a Chase or a Bank of America or, or whatever. So you know people don't go down that path. But what you do is something really unique and specific that you actually help facilitate those credit unions to get them more up to speed. And, and so talk up to us a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, we're kind of unique in this industry and that I am the CEO of MBFS. And one way to think about is that all years ago, all of these credit unions started to get into commercial lending, different real estate investment lending. Well, instead of every credit union going out there and hiring their own commercial lending, building their own, buying their own software system, having all of the credit analysts in back office. The credit union is a cooperative industry, but it's also a cooperative industry among themselves. So they form these companies throughout the United States. MBFS is owned by credit unions for credit unions and their members. And instead of you know, there's over 5,000 credit unions in America today. It could take a lot of time to hunt and peck through all of these different credit unions. Well, you can go to somebody like us and have access to over 75 different credit unions, and we'll help place you with the best credit unions and facilitate that loan. And we're, we're, I don't like, some people have said, oh, are you a broker? No. We're really that agent that acts on behalf of the credit union for their members and for the people. And and also credit unions tend to be more regional in aspect. There are a few national credit unions, but that number you could probably count on two hands. So we help broker and bring deals together. We just had somebody who was in Pittsburgh and buying a $16 million property in Florida. 
Well, we work with credit unions in Pittsburgh and we work with credit unions in Florida and we're able to bring everybody together and get the deal done in one seamless transaction because we have credit unions all throughout the country and can help them facilitate with each other. And most credit unions are have that profile of what you would consider a, communi- a small community bank. So maybe they don't have the financial resources to fund large-scale real estate investments, even though you may have that local account at your credit union. Well, we help participate and syndicate the deal together. So as far as you're concerned, you're getting your money from your local credit union, and you can be happy with that deal. So what are some of the differences of working with a credit union and, and you know, maybe some pros and cons? In other words, how should an investor think about working yes. with you guys, for example, versus more of a traditional lender? Sure. I like to think of us as more of an artist than a box. If somebody just wants to take their deal and plug it in the box and out comes a rate, that's not us. We're more relationship-based where we want to get to know you. We want to get to know the project. We want to get to know the property. And also, we want to know where you're heading to in your relationship so that we can help build a path to get there. So credit unions, you know, we we do do some non-recourse lending for our bigger projects, but generally we're full recourse transactions. And we're going to ask the questions that are that are much more subjective in nature of tell me about what you're doing. Tell me where you are. And we're not just simply a number crunching organization. So, so if you're interested in plug it in and out, you know, it's just a cold transaction to you. There's a lot of people in America that can do that. It's not us. One of the benefits is if you work with a federal credit union, by statute, actually, nothing we can do can charge a prepayment penalty. Now, rates today are going up, but rates were dropping. And really what we did is push the transactions and, and, and adjusted rates to keep the transactions as opposed to saying, well, no, you're locked in. You know, these rates just fell a couple percentage points, but too bad, so sad. So, so we, we tend to be very flexible in terms of our terms, but it's not that just a, we're, we're not a widget counting product machine. Hey, I want to tell you about our mentoring program because I'm just excited at what the, our students' results are. We have students routinely do their first deal because they're working with a full-time syndicator. And that mentor is helping them do their first deal faster. That first deal is a lot bigger than if they did it without a mentor. And they avoid some of the biggest mistakes that can simply make you want to quit out of the business. So if that's interesting, if you you value mentorship, check out our mentoring programs at themichaelblanc.com forward slash mentor. You can schedule a call with us and see if mentoring is right for you. And uh, we look forward to having a conversation. So give an example of where you may be flexible in terms because, you know, what I'm hearing is, my gosh, a lot of the stuff is, you know, is recourse. And we're like, man, we don't really like recourse, but then I'm gaining stuff. You mentioned, hey, there's no no prepayment penalties. That's actually huge. That's a massive benefit because people want to refinance or sell and now there's no prepayment penalty. So that that's a huge advantage. 
and and yet, now you said you're, we tend to be more relational to so understand how does that and you you have flexible terms give me some examples of how that might benefit the investor generally we're offering fixed rates between 5 and 10 years basis we aren't restricted in terms of the amortization so sometimes you know an older property will do 20 year amortizations a newer property will go up to 30 year amortizations so we can be very flexible in terms of those terms that we offer and adjustable. We, we also tend to have a good room of negotiations. So we were willing to have that conversation to see with something that makes sense for you rather than just here's our box, here's our product. Now, somebody like me, that actually, we, we have a multitude of credit unions, so we can tend to move people around to get something that fits for you. But one of the keys in dealing with a credit union is I always say it's important to know where your money is coming from with your lender. And when you look at a credit union balance sheet, they're pushing, they're lending you the, your money based off of their deposits. Whereas a bank is borrow, some, many times borrowing that money, or they have a fixed rate commitment that they're lending out to, and that's where you see inflexible terms. Credit unions as an industry generally have the lowest cost of capital of any option in the marketplace because of our balance sheet structure. So that's where you have more room to negotiate with a credit union because of the lowest cost of capital out of any lending option. Yeah. So a lot of times the terms that we're seeing are actually very competitive. And so, for example, what kind of loans do you provide? Now, we talked about, of course, stabilized assets. Do you provide you know, loans for distressed assets? How does that work? Do you fund the construction things of that nature. Like what kind of what kind of loan products do you offer then? Sure. I, I hate to say we do some of the same boring stuff that everybody else does. We we do the apartment buildings, we do multifamily, we do office, we do medical, all the major big boxes. It, it's because we deal with a broad breadth of credit unions, there's usually somewhere that we can fit your we can fit your mix. I'll give you my best example of it was the middle of 2020 and we did a hotel in Alabama. Nice. Now, the good news and Garrett can can re reiterate this because he's doing deals in Alabama. It was in Huntsville, Alabama that was entirely open with a booming economy. I screamed bloody murder that we weren't going to do a hotel in the middle of 2020, but we did. And it's a great performing loan. I don't see credit unions getting involved so much in large-scale ground-up construction. A little bit, we've done some hotel constructions ground up, but not too much. Now, we do plenty of where loans where people are buying an asset that has a lot of upside. And we did a, a property in Philadelphia that was an old hospital that was being renovated into retail and apartments. So we do have, we realize there's opportunities out there in the marketplace to buy cheap and build up. Now, in today's marketplace, it seems like there's not many of those opportunities to buy cheap as there used to be, but we are able to put together a competitive financing package. Yeah, I think that um, 
and this is funny too, but I actually was able to get uh, just because of the relationship and the like the kind of the mom and pop feel is as a real estate investor, sometimes you have challenges with banks understanding on the residential side how your tax returns work. It can be a challenge because we have all this depreciation on our end where every I have a huge loss from all the 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 uh, bonus depreciation, everything else. And one of the few institutions that actually looked at at what my financial situation was all the way around is a, a credit union. And to the point where they were comfortable giving uh, you know, residential loans or even car loans, stuff like that. And so that relationship side is really more impactful, more beneficial than I think most people understand until you actually get into yeah. it. Yeah, credit unions are really in this for the relationship to make your life successful and so that you can grow your you can grow your relationship as for a mortgage for an auto loan. Now, prob- what what what's crazy is over 125 million Americans belong to credit unions. So if you're a real estate investor, you probably already have that, but it's just not there. We, we really like and enjoy sitting down and taking a holistic view of your financial. You know, let's face it, the tax returns of most real estate investors are quite complex, quite convoluted. And if you just try to push them through a normal channel, even for some investment properties, it takes a lot of time to sit down and understand those tax returns and the financials. And we spend a lot of time really looking out on the projections because heck, most of the time, you know, we get a 2020 tax return today and you might have half the properties on that sold, you know, and you're buying a few other ones. Some of them are getting renovated and ramped up and, and, and we're trying to put together all these pieces of what it looks like. And, and, and I can tell you, we have a whole team that does it. It's not me because I don't think I could do it and spend that many times looking at all those tax returns and piecing them together. But it, it's, a, it's a complex and convoluted process. We want to make decisions that are also good for you. Quite often, we get into financials of a property and say, are you aware of this? Do you realize this? Here's what we're seeing on the numbers. Because, you know, let's let's face it, a bad deal is bad for you, but it's really bad for us. <laughs> so so we want to see, we want to see you succeed. We want to see us succeed. And also many times we get a loan package and maybe we've seen this property before and have some little bit of inside baseball knowledge as to what's going on in the marketplace that we could say, this one, you know, here's what we're seeing that may not work. You know, you're getting some financials, but the marketplace has changed. And one of the big trends that we're seeing is that migration of people into different marketplaces, whether it's north-south from cities to small towns in suburbia. You know, there's a real big shift in this marketplace and people are moving, your deals are moving, and you got to be on top of, of what we're seeing in those spaces and in the different areas. 
because, you know, what was a good deal and a good buy a couple of years ago, you know, particularly in some of the major metro areas up north, it, it might not be a good deal today. Yeah, it's so true. And I think right now, just thinking about how this can benefit anyone that's listening right now is we're in a bit of a place where people aren't, aren't sure exactly what debt product to maybe move forward with. It's like, do they sacrifice the variable rates and go into the fixed rate, but then they have to eat this huge yield maintenance penalty? Uh, or do they go in the other direction and do the variable rate and then you know put the interest rate cap and pay through the nose on that and then you know just project out their their interest rates rising to a certain level and there, there's a you know the benefit of going this direction on a, a deal that's of the right size is that you kind of cover both so you're going to get the fixed rate and you're going to be put in a position where you don't have a prepayment penalty and so it's not now for us operators that are larger operators may not make sense because we don't want to have too much recourse on our books because it actually can work against our net worth specifically. That said, it's a really, really useful tool, especially for people that are uh, local. They're doing a lot of local business and you know maybe they want to work a refi into their model. You can, we're actually looking at just refinancing with the same credit union that we originated with as they're willing to do the cash out refi as well. And it's super easy and they already know everything. And, and now it's just a seamless process. I don't have to worry about the prepayment penalty and I don't have to worry about the interest rate. It's going to be fixed. So I wish I could take on way more recourse so that I could do these loans all day long because they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's- Yeah, we, we really go up to, you know, and, 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 and like most real estate investors, we, we work with people who are members of the credit union, or maybe you're starting out on those first couple deals. And last year, we did up to a $38 million transaction. And if, if you look at that food chain of recourse versus non-recourse, it really just goes off of as you mature in your business, as you mature and stabilize in your financials on where you can be and the equity in your properties. We talked about the loan package a little bit earlier. What is your advice to people to approach you about a loan, right? How should they approach you? What are you looking for where they're at least hitting the bullseye for getting the loan approved? Sure. First of all, we I always like to tell people if there's something bad or some hair that we will that we have to work around, just let us know because we're going to find it. We have people digging through the numbers. So just let us know and we can be honest if it's something that we can work with first. And what people need to understand is that, first of all, we want to take a snapshot of who you are as a person. So we can take that personal financial statement and rent roll and your tax returns and then combine it with your business and the financials and your rent rolls and where you're at in properties and really understanding not where you are today, but is that indicative of the future? And organization is key. If we're asking for something, it's because we need it to make a good decision on your future. Don't give me a package that's two thirds complete 
and not think we need it. And as Garrett just mentioned, that first dance with somebody is the hardest. That you're learning us, we're learning you. And the second one is much, much easier. So understand who people are. And the other piece that I would tell people as they're shopping, talk to your person to make sure that they're a fit for who you want to be and where you're going financially. There are people that don't lend to residential real estate investors. You could be a creditworthy person. They just don't do it. There are people that it, it, sometimes people look at their lenders like it's, it, it's just a commodity, but they should really look at them more like a restaurant. You know, you can go to any restaurant and eat food, but you can go to the local quick pick and get some cheap, fast, quick food that's not very good for you. You can go to the elites of the elite. You can go sort of middle of the road, but make sure before you start really spinning a lot of wheels with people, make sure culturally that's a, this lender is a fit for you. And just keep, be organized, have a nice package of where, you know, the in general, everybody's going to kind of ask for those same things. We want to know about the project and how we're going to get paid back and what's going on in the future. If you're buying a, pro, a distressed property, yeah, everybody's financials are rosy on what it's going to look like in two years. But but let's you know be realistic with it and just be honest and be candid and have a conversation. And if you don't have somebody who's going to have that conversation with you, just walk away. Because if it's not an easy application process, I can tell you the loan process isn't going to be very good either. Mark, get out your crystal ball and look deep inside of it. Where where do you see interest rates going and, and what do you think the impact is going to be on the on the lending industry? We are thinking that the interest rates, it'll be two and up to upwards of two and a half percent this year. Now, in my world, we're credit unions increase their cost of deposits much slower than they increase their rates. So we're going to have, we're able to lag that a little bit more and keep things a little flatter. Just because the prime rate goes up 50 basis points doesn't mean necessarily mean my rates go up 50 basis points overnight. But I always say when it comes to the lending marketplace, you need jobs and people need employees. You need people and you need jobs. You know, if you look in a lot of markets, I'm in Florida now, and you can't move without seeing construction and people with a lack of housing. So as long as people need that place to live, you're good. If you're in a marketplace where there's an outflow of people, they're moving from a northern state and there's some holes in it you're going to have a little bit tougher time in the marketplace. Now, that also, I think, will level out over time, and there's some buying opportunities. But I think the fixed rate is always the best option for people because generally that premium you're paying 
for the peace of mind and you know what your income is, is always the way to go. I am very positive about the lending marketplace this year. Just from now, you can put aside the geopolitical items. You can put aside some of the inflation. In the multifamily and that real estate investment, people need a place to live. And a lot of times that's their first bill coming out the door. And you're looking at an employment rate that is sub four. And even if there's some softening in the job market, there's still a massive gap where people need employees. So if you got population and you got people working, that market is going to stay pretty stable. Yeah, exactly right. This has been really super interesting. And I think people watching, listening to should consider uh, working with someone like yourself or credit unions. It's been uh, it's been very interesting for us. And we've started working with credit unions as well for that reason, being able to uh, attract fixed debt without having to pay a lot of prepay. So it's super cool. Mark, how can people connect with you? Sure. Uh, you can connect with me at markritter.com, M-A-R-K-R-I-T-T-E-R.com. And we'll connect with me on there or go to mbfs.org. And if I don't have a credit union in your area that I'm directly working with, we'll match you up with somebody. We have plenty of friends throughout the country to uh, get you moving in the process. All right, guys, connect with Mark, find out more about credit unions. Thanks so much, Mark, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. All right, so a couple of key takeaways. One is definitely look into credit unions. It was, uh, you know, we did a deal recently with our first one with a credit unit. And some of the things he talked about, you know, we have uh, experienced some of the more flexible terms, fixed interest without premium penalty, that's super powerful. Yes, there's recourse, there's a limited amount you can do. Maybe we can negotiate some of those things. We'll have to see about that. But it's definitely a super valuable tool they do are much more personal. They appear to be easier to deal with on a more personal. You're typically dealing with a human being who actually is going to answer your call, answer your emails, and help guide you a little bit. So credit union is definitely something to link into. Yeah, there's there's a time and a place for everything, I think. And this could be the right time for you for you to you know dabble in, in credit unions, uh, depending on, on what you have out there. And it might be a good way for you to break down that barrier of going going into you know, your first apartment deal or, or anything along those lines to get in. It's, it's going to make it super easy for you to get into the debt side of the, of the deal with something that's attractive. And I think that the fact that a, a resource like Mark exists out there where they can actually facilitate that, you know, finding the best version of what that looks like, because honestly, they're not that easy to find. <laughs> like you can, you can Google them, but it's like, it's kind of a challenge. Like I, I really talk around the market to figure out who, who are you using for lending and this and that a guy like Mark is great, a great resource for that. Cause they already know the, who the players are, where they are. And then you jump in and, you know, work with the right person for you, the right fit. And so it was something that when I discovered that this, the one that we were using in Alabama, I was like, you know, this seems really good. And it's been a great relationship ever since. Yeah, if you uh, certainly you encourage to get active yourself, become an entrepreneur, check out our mentoring program, attend DealMaker Live. Uh, if however you're listening to this and guess, man, I don't really want to you know do all this stuff and learn all this stuff, and you want to invest with the best, which of course is us, Nighthawk Equity. Check us out. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Head over to NighthawkEquity.com and click the join button. You'll have a conversation with us and see if investing is it makes a lot of sense. We'd love to have a conversation with you there as well. So again, look into lending. Make sure you know what you're doing there and see what 
what your options are because the lending will make a difference in in your underwriting and your deals as well. So hopefully uh, you'll you'll find it inspiring and take action to the next step. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Take the next step toward financial freedom by checking out our Freedom Vault, where you can find free resources to help you with apartment building investing. Whether you're an active investor just starting out or looking to scale your syndication business or looking to invest passively, head over to themichaelblanc.com slash vault to gain access to our Freedom Vault.